Welcome to Wyoming Pathway to Adventure, places to go and ways to enjoy Wyoming's great outdoors. Brought to you by Wyoming State Parks, Office of Outdoor Recreation. Spooky Tales of the Out of Doors Footfall In some remote Wyoming wilderness, one might be tempted to believe they are the first to travel the land. No human had yet seen the Cragged Cirque, had ambled along the glacier-fed lake, or clung precariously to the rocky cliff. Yet humans have lived in the fastness of Wyoming's mountains for over a thousand years, and these people hunted here had walked here, had died here. How many unmarked graves have you unknowingly walked upon, oblivious to those who came before you? And do the dead still plod these trails? That is a question unanswered in the mind of one hunter. After years of not so patiently applying, Linda had drawn a highly coveted bighorn sheep license. Year after year, she had dutifully submitted her application, only to receive what became an annual rejection letter and license refund check. You can imagine, then, Linda's elation when she received not the expected rebuff, but a genuine sheep license good for a hunt area in northwest Wyoming. Through the years, Linda had plenty of time to plan a prospective hunt. She had decided to hire a trusted outfitter to take her deep into the wilderness in the quest for a bighorn ram. The hunt was likely to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, an opportunity Linda was not about to squander. But given that outfitters are booked far in advance of the season, would her chosen guide be able to fit her in? It was not looking promising, and Linda hunted afoot several times before she received a fortuitous telephone call. The guide service had a four-day hunt open, the last four days of the bighorn sheep season. One issue was horses. While acknowledging the need for horses to transport her into the mountains in a reasonable amount of time, Linda had a fear of horses, a fear born in the distant memory of some unfortunate incident. And then there were bears, grizzly bears, bears with the capability and perhaps the inclination to kill and eat a human. Linda was comforted on this account by recalling bear attacks were relatively rare and there were ways to minimize the possibilities of a bear encounter. Linda's desire to harvest a sheep and her trust in the skills of the guides and wranglers overcame any misgivings. The day soon came, the wranglers expertly packing and balancing the panniers, 
saw buck saddles placed on the pack horses, hitches thrown over the mantis, securing the load. The occasional impatient stomping of saddle horse hooves, ready to hit the trail. The smell of leather, the jingle of tack. The riders mounted up and rode. Up, up, up they went. After several hours, the party reached the neatly laid out camp. As Linda set up her tent, she was struck by a sudden realization. She would be alone in her tent, in bear country, at least 20 feet from the guide tent. Hmm. The guides, accustomed to those who may be unfamiliar with hunting in grizzly country, assured her all would be well. Linda decided she would do well to place her faith in the guide's experience. At least, that is what she told herself. For some thoughts are best left unthought. After setting camp, Linda and a guide went out to glass for sheep, spotting a few bighorns less than a mile away across a steep canyon. But the day was growing short. The hunt would have to wait for the following day. Returning to camp, Linda and the guides ate dinner around the fire, swapping the kind of outdoor tales one would find in any hunting camp. Linda noticed how skillfully the guide seemed to direct the conversation away from any hint of the dangerous or macabre. Once, she brought up a recent bear attack incident involving two men in Montana and one unpleasant grizzly. A fresh-faced guide in his early 20s quickly turned the subject to the cuteness of his three-year-old daughter and a Labrador retriever puppy. After the prerequisite awe at the proffered photo of the little girl and puppy, the bloody bear attack was forgotten. Not quite forgotten, when Linda turned in early to get a good night's sleep in preparation for tomorrow's hunt. Her guide was confident the sheep would be where they had been seen that afternoon and expressed all confidence Linda would get her ram the following morning. Whether it was anticipation of the hunt or bear anxiety, Linda found it difficult to sleep, but finally she drifted off in slumber as she heard the men finish their camp chores and enter their tent for the night. The camp lay in silence, save for an occasional rustle from the horses tied to the high line about 25 yards from camp. The sound came sometime in the cold, still night. A sound that would awaken Linda. A sound Linda knew. A sound Linda knew was not made by a horse, not made by a bear. A sound made by a human. Footsteps. A gentle breeze arose as the sound of footfall circled her tent. Round and round the tent, as though someone was searching for something. Or perhaps contemplating how best to enter Linda's tent. Or, no, 
She was not going there. She would not allow herself to play into her own fears. Logic must prevail. A horse nickered. The guides must surely have known she was concerned about bears, and, of course, well-seasoned hunting guides would take precautions at night. Yes, that was it. The guides were simply taking turns on patrol, watching for bears. Linda immediately felt at ease. Someone was watching for danger, and if danger arose, she would be warned in plenty of time. With newfound confidence, Linda returned to her dreams. The next morning dawned clear, one of those autumn mornings only experienced by those with the fortitude to enter the high country. As they were sitting at breakfast, one of the guides, the young cowboy with the cute little daughter and adorable puppy, poured a second cup of coffee and turned to Linda. Have trouble sleeping last night? he casually offered. Linda replied that, no, she had slept quite well, thank you. A sly grin grew on the guide's face. Then, uh, why was you walking around our tent half the night? Linda stared at the young man. She chose her words carefully, almost fearfully, and announced she had never left her tent. She explained she had heard footsteps walking around her tent and assumed it was one of the men keeping watch. An uneasy silence ensued. The other guide, an older man with many years of wilderness experience, turned to Linda. We never left our tent last night. We heard them footsteps and just naturally thought it was you. You being worked up by bears and the coming hunt and all. The two men gazed evenly at Linda, then nearly ran out of the tent, searching for footprints in the mud around the tents. But no human or animal tracks were found, other than their own footprints by the tent doors. They had found nothing, and nothing more was said regarding the footfalls. Perhaps we are not alone in our solitude. Perhaps the dead retrace their steps on earth, keeping watch in the night. Join us each week on Wyoming Pathway to Adventure. Your outdoor adventure awaits in Wyoming. Thank you.